Welcome everyone to yet another episode of Afrolet. Once again, my name is Bobo and I'm your host and I'm with the beautiful Equa, what's going on? We are back for another episode and we're getting spicier. You know, it's warming up, summer season, bikini season, summer body season. So I always want to get into what problems our society is bringing <laughs> as the weather gets hotter you know, but, you know like what's changing so let's talk about sex oh yeah let's have that conversation <laughs> and i want to start off by asking you Equa. yeah do you feel like and i'll define the terms yeah do you feel like you are more sexually liberated or are you more sexually open uh-huh and by sexually liberated i feel like someone who's sexually liberated is someone who is just now secure in her sexuality Mm -hmm. and does not feel shamed by it or doesn't feel the need to conform to anyone else's ideals or norms surrounding sexuality Mm. and someone who's sexually open is someone who just doesn't see it as a private thing someone Mm. who is okay with it being public someone Mm. who's okay with it you know, discussing right. or just engaging in sexual acts or just right. like anything about their sexuality. Like private. you open their Snapchat and it's just like titties. Yeah. Like, you know, their like titties. someone <laughs> that could be someone who's both sexually liberated and, and open, open, but you don't necessarily need to be. You can be sexually liberated, liberated and but not open. open. Yeah. Okay. I and get vice that. versa. Yeah. Um, so what do you, yeah, where on the spectrum? It's okay, not, nothing is yes. ever a binary. <laughs> so I believe on the, on the sexually open spectrum, I am a nun. Like, yeah. I don't say, and like, I don't like <laughs> describing dead, it. I don't like, you know, like, I just don't, I don't enjoy it. Like, it's not my, <laughs> it's Why? not my cup of tea. It's not, I just find myself in that respect romantically I'm just mm. inherently private like I don't like discussing and I don't know if that's just because of my respectability politics mm. or if that's just how I've seen it and how I like it yeah. like I think a lot of that play into it but for that aspect of my life you'll never you'll never know unless I tell you like yeah. something specific like oh like I'm going through like I think 90% of the time would be like a problem like oh like he can't get it up like I don't know should he use oh. my Viagra or something yeah (laughs) but yeah but like if it's not like if everything is what you would now just be like yeah my man and I are fine you know now when it comes to being sexually liberated I I believe that I I had my phases like I thought that Mm. I was sexually liberated because I was being a hoe and like I had the ability like yeah I'm you know I'm not tied down no one's Mm. gonna tie me down but now that I've gone down this or I've decided to be celibate until marriage like I feel like I have so much control of it it's like empower like it's like a new level a new challenge a new level of power because I have the utmost discipline because it's literally with myself Mm. you know so I feel liberated in the sense that I mean a I also feel liberated because I know that no one is going to be cheating on me (laughs) or I'm not going to be the product of someone cheating on you know like yeah if that's said correctly like I just yeah I'm not going to be involved in any of that messiness and b I just feel like I am so in tune with my body and that I know mm. that I'm not because I do believe that sex is very spiritual and yeah. so I believe that I'm not 
carrying any evil spirits I'm or dead. any she like said spirits evil spirits guys that aren't you know that aren't as developed because i feel like everyone that's around me even myself have just has just glowed you know like they've glowed up mm. no one is in the same like space or environment or place mentally that yeah. they were even like six months ago so we're constantly on this like evolution and i think that's because we're very in tune we're very self-aware where we we really do understand where we're investing our time and energy and our body your body fluids and i feel like that really plays into it and so i feel liberated in the sense that i feel like i have a hundred percent control you know and i never thought thought of it that way yeah i'm not giving Anyway, because I think that when I was, you know, before when I thought I was being sexually liberated, I don't think I really was because I was giving all these guys kind of the control because I was allowing that. Yeah, I was allowing them to be like, oh, yeah, like I'm with him, you know, like we're together, we're Mm. smashing, we're, you know, but it's like, no, like now I'm liberated because it's like I'm me and I'm bad and I'm, you know what I mean? And I have all, I'm that bitch and I'm just able to be that because i said so not because anyone else has like deemed it so Mm. you know and that's truly in line with like me choosing to be celibate so yes how do you feel bobo that is do you feel sexually liberated (laughs) open or both? yeah you know i've never thought about sexual liberation in the context of power Mm. um and control but i like that new perspective so now i'll like try and integrate (laughs) that into like how i digest that Mm -hmm. but yeah i think i'm more sexually liberated than i am sexually open but i think on the spectrum i lean more towards like both Mm. being sexually liberated and open um sexually liberated yes i mean i'm celibate and i do feel like i'm very secure in my sexuality Mm -hmm. and i and I'm, I guess it is a power thing. I feel like I can switch it on and off. Mm. And, I, and I know, like, the effect that, you know, your sexual prowess can have on people. And I definitely, like, mm. take advantage of that. And, um, yeah, I use it whether for fun or for intimacy. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I definitely feel like it's in my hands and it's, mm-hmm. you know defined by me yeah because i don't think like decades ago i don't think our parents experienced literally that. no literally you know? like they had to be married in order and to pure feel. this idea right. of like purity i definitely have never felt like i needed actually quite on the opposite end i've i've always sort of felt like very sexual or i've always mm. felt like um or i've always had like a knowing well, not always. Like, once I became a teenager. Yeah. I definitely felt like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. so I am a sexual being. That's so this interesting. Is, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so human beings consume me sexually. Like, right. that's just fact of life. Wow. Just by virtue of being a woman. Um, but at the time, that was, like, more of an insecurity of mine, whereas now it's, like, something that I take pride in. Mm. And um, that I think is, like, a powerful thing about me. And then am I sexually open? I am. I feel like, yeah, I'm not really like shy, depending on the crowd. Like, 
mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, with my family like, hey guys, <laughs> let's discuss. But like, <laughs> and I think I mean we'll get into that because I think that's culturally. Cause yeah, I, that's I also found a cultural that thing. White families can discuss literally, but and yeah, I'm shook. We'll get into that. But um, if I'm like at a dinner or like mm-hmm. hanging out with people, even if it's like we just met and someone brings up sex, like. I'm cool with just divulging. Like, okay. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, I mean, there's not much for me to divulge because I'm like celibate. Yeah, right. But like, but like for them, like, oh, for my. them. Like, you yeah. wouldn't be like, yo, TMI. Yeah, no, I think not even at said all. that. Really? Yeah. No, like, I, I want to know, know everything. Fam. Like, what? You, What's your favorite position? Like, what? Do you like that? Yeah, really? But we'll get into that. That's I so feel like, yes, women can have that conversation, but do you think you could have that conversation with like three other guys that you don't know? I could, but I would just know that off the bat, I always know, like, when a guy engages with a woman outside of, like, family, you know, like, you know, the contextual. Yeah, yeah. I know that, like, the first thing they're thinking is, like, ooh. Like, they're, they're sizing you up sexually. That's So, as soon as you introduce that, sex... that you're thinking... I don't... I've never really? thought of that. No. No, fam. Or at least really? I only started thinking that recently. Like, I'm up shaking. until, like, I was 21 or something. I wasn't thinking, really? like... I oh. clocked this at, like, 12. <laughs> at 12, no. I... Well, I think also for me, I was triggered. This guy told me that... Like, my voice sounds like I'm constantly, like, having an orgasm. So, that was I'm really traumatized. Age. I was, like, 12. Oh, okay. So, maybe... And, like... <laughs> I was actually really traumatized. I, I was, like... Oh, wow. Um, and I started being really, like, hyper-aware of, like, how yeah. I affect people sexually. And, like, just, you know, on what s- scale people are libidinally... And so, like, I think I've just carried that throughout. Like, I'm very... I think I'm also, you know, on a subconscious level because of, like, my experiences growing up. I'm very, like, hyper-aware of people's sexuality. Like, I can... If a guy walks into a room, I already know. Like, I already know what he's trying to do. Like, I know That's what happens to me if I'm on drugs. But, I mean, not on, like, crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. drugs. <laughs> So I've Echo lived does many. Heroin. I know I've lived many lives, y'all. I'm a Christian I'm now, dead. but <laughs> yeah, really, you yeah, can't, you can't spell life. pastor without past. I'm dead. <laughs> but yeah, like so yeah, that's why I quit. You know, I quit everything. Really? But like, I mean, not that I would. I mom, everyone, you know, I would never. She's do never anything done hard. hard. Yeah, I've ne- I haven't done she anything do crazy. Yo, I don't yeah. have cocaine dollars. Cocaine's expensive. I know, right? But yeah, like I, I felt that experience. But I was so like I absolutely hated it. Really? Because I was like, oh my god! Like I feel like he's looking at me. I feel like, like I just felt like. But super that's everyday like, life, bro. No, I don't. In my honestly, in my everyday life, you're just not life, thinking about. I'm not thinking. I'm not clocking. I'm like, oh, this is a cool person. Oh, he's dressed nicely. Like, oh, okay. Okay, but what if he's? This is so. I'm like, my mind is, <laughs> is shaped. Like I'm. I'm out the door. Like, no. I can't. <laughs> like, let's say, okay, I think maybe the only time I think about it, kind of, but then it kind yeah. of escapes my mind, is when I see someone who I think is attractive. So, like, let's say, for oh. example, I see, you know, he's, like, obviously, like, according to media standards, he's yeah. hot. Like, I see Michael like B. Jordan, you know? Like, I see Michael B. Jordan on the street or something like that. And it's, 
<laughs> as she sips tea. And it's mm-hmm. like, I would be like, oh, wow, like, okay, like, you know, let me, yeah. you know, like, okay, like, let me walk past so you can, like, look at, you know, mm-hmm. like, I got it. Your girl got it. So I'd, like, walk, you wow. know, I'd be like, okay, like, hi, hi, Michael, how are you? You know, I wouldn't, but that's when I would clock, like, oh, yeah. okay, like, I'm just, I'm doing that, obviously, because I think that he's attractive. But then if he, is like oh hey like I would be like oh, okay then fuck you too then like really whatever you know what I mean like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be pressed on the fact that or if oh I had okay so I'll give you a scenario a true scenario mm. one time I was assisting on a photo shoot yeah <laughs> I can't believe I even remember this I'm moment I'm dead I'm already and- dead. <laughs> And there was a guy who was also there as a stylist. Mm. And he's cool. He's a cool guy. I actually thought he was gay, so this was it was actually a shock when <laughs> when he was like <laughs> Well, I can't tell stories. I'm already laughing. <laughs> Anyways, I was helping style, like, just arranging things, putting things together mm. for the shoot. This was in Kenya, by the way, guys. And, uh, or family. Mm. And <laughs> I was, like, wearing, like, tight jeans. I yeah. guess I just, I wasn't aware of, like, you know, sometimes I'm not aware that I have a big butt. I don't know if this happens to you. Like, Never. I just become <laughs> unaware of who I am as a person. Like, I just be doing things and not realizing, like, oh, wow. Like, if this I walk past a window, I'm like, ooh, yes, that ass, though. <laughs> Bitch, yes. Bring it. It's not me. I, wow. I don't e- I'm not even. I'm just like, oh, I like my outfit. You know what I mean? Like, yes. that's not where my mind is at. So I, like, <laughs> bent over to pick up something. Yeah. And... I guess I didn't even look at him, but I wow. guess he was like he was staring at me the whole time, like the Wait, stylist. Wait, so okay, let me stop you there. <laughs> A guy staring at you the whole time and you haven't clogged. No, because I I'm don't in understand my work environment. I'm trying to get. I've never you know, experienced I think this you emotion. You need to see me in my when I'm securing the bag, y'all. I, I don't that's, care. That's what you're doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm securing it. Yeah, I'm securing it. So. I bent over, I, like, something fell, whatever. And so I, like, you know, like, thick girl, pull up the jean yeah. thing. This guy is still staring at me the whole time. So then I turn I'm around. already dead. And then, like, because we were having a conversation. You know how, like, we are Africans. Like, we're always talking, like, they're making jokes or whatever. Like, mm. other people are talking in the background. So I turn around. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Like, that's so true. F- funny. So I, like... See, you know when you see someone, like, obviously they were looking at you, but then they quickly turn to, like, make it seem like they weren't looking at you? Yeah. So he does that while I look at him, so I was just like, okay, whatever. And then he was like, yeah, you caught me staring. And you were shook. I was was shook. I was (laughs) shook. I was like, wait, I didn't catch you staring because I didn't, but now that you said it, now I know what you were doing. And now I'm feeling super self-conscious. And now I'm just like, and now it's like reversing, like, oh my God, when I bent over, na, 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 na. He was staring at me wow. the whole time. So I was just like, wow, isn't this guy securing the bag? Like, now you're No, just gonna- guys don't ever switch off of like the sex vibe. Mm-mm. <laughs> A guy could literally be like, in the White House, but like, girl with I big really ass walks in. Off. Everything, every, like his like, whole unless life. Unless it's blatant. Like, I've Bill been at- Clinton. <laughs> He's the wrong example. His intern. His everyone remember that Bill Clinton had sex with his intern. Wow. Just remember that when you are (laughs) alleged. Alleged. (laughs) Remember that when you're at work and you think your male co-worker is just being casual. No. He's trying to smash. 
I don't, I really don't believe so. Like, I don't know why it won't ever click in my head. Like, literally, when I meet guys, that's why I feel uncomfortable when we start talking about sex. Because, or at least with guys that I, mean, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, we're already all thinking it anyway. So, <laughs> let's now talk. <laughs> let's now talk. See, I think attraction is, like, a different thing. Like, I don't care mm. if you tell me, like, oh, yeah, that girl's hot, that girl's hot. Because it's, like, now I feel like I'm being included in, like, the group chat, you know? Because mm. that's what you're already doing. But now when we start talking about, like, different positions and, like, back shots and all these different stuff, no, 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 no. I'm not feeling it. Because it's just, like, this is over, I don't know, it's overstepping, like, a boundary that is, like, for me, reserved for, like, friends or bae or people that I know well enough you know this is not uh, the first time we're having a conversation like had that like i'm so glad that that stylist dude like stopped the conversation there and like didn't continue to be like oh wow that ass though like you know what i mean like didn't continue because it got so like obviously like everyone kind of felt my shift in like whoa like mm. that was really he was probably staring at me the whole time to my friend asked me like oh are you okay and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm fine and then he changed the sub like you know he changed the subject even though it was kind of leading towards like oh what there, was yeah. what happened you know so it's kind of like so this underlying just respectability yeah politics for me especially like i don't want i don't want to know like i don't I don't see you like that. You know what I mean? Like, but you shouldn't see, see you me like, like that. that. <laughs> like, don't see me like that. Just so see in me. that case, what is your relationship with your sexual self? I think... Do you find... Do you, Let me make that question more specific. Do you find your sexual self to be independent of equa, the, you know? Yeah. Or do you find it to be part and parcel? Hmm, wow. Because I'm finding from our conversation, like, that's something for you that, yeah, like, you yeah, like I once s- you're in the workspace, like, you don't, it's just not in your frame of mind. Right. It's not, no context, nothing. Right. Whereas for me, I carry it with me everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. No, yeah, I think I keep it independent. And I think I don't know, yeah, I don't know how it would be. Like, I just, I don't see the necessity to bring it everywhere. You know, like, I yes, I am it's a, a woman, but, like... A necessity per se, but it's it's kind of like, how do you not? <laughs> like, how do you, like, how do you, like, leave... I don't know, it's such an integral part of our identities. That's so interesting, because I that don't it's like, feel... So, I don't really? Know. That's what I'm saying, like, I, sometimes I forget, like, I literally be forgetting that, like, it's only until I, like, am, like, you know, summer wearing shorts, and it's like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah I do have the cake, okay, it's growing, okay, cake. you yeah. know, like, damn, but, like, but, like, now, or when I'm putting on, you know, whatever, mm. like, I don't, or especially when I'm, like, in the zone of what I'm supposed to do like I have certain tasks like yeah like it makes me super uncomfortable that's why when I'm working Mm. or when I have to be somewhere and like I'm dressed super nice or I'm going out like walking past like a crowd of guys oh that's the worst throws me off because it's like I already feel feel that they're consuming me oh they are and I don't like that that feeling at all you know because it's not coming from a positive place of mind yeah just coming from a very like uh seeing me as an object not noticing like me you know like equa and i've talked about this a lot in our conversations about like relationships and dating about like constantly feeling invisible yeah and i think this is like 
part of it mm. because because I'm so hyper aware of like when a guy's That's how a guy's so consuming true. me. I always know. I think it's a good and bad thing. I think it's good because I can tailor my engagement with them. Like okay. if I'm interviewing for something or if right. like we're here to negotiate and I Yo. know that you're like already consuming me in this way, I'm going to like play up to that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But if it's like there's I don't need any you know like right. there's nothing I'm literally gonna You're be so serious for the and bus like and yeah happens to be gonna have my earphones in I'm gonna be standoff right. you know what I mean so it helps me like tailor but yeah it does I feel like hinder our romantic lives yeah. as women that's I mean I think that's why I don't I guess the way that I've consumed myself mm. I don't see it as a like that's not always in the f- frontal, forefront, yeah. yeah, forefront of my mind. But I want to know, like, how have you been able to just not y- scream at every man that, like, Oh, this looks- is the question. Because <laughs> if I felt that tension every time I stepped out the house, I would Wait, you don't? Know. No. Like, no, cause it's not I'm like shaking. I don't see, like, I mean... Of course, I think it's, it's you're just not paying attention. Yeah, maybe yeah, I'm not so. paying attention to it, but at the same time, too, I just feel like I don't know. I think there's also just a level like I feel like that doesn't happen to me. I don't know. Like there's just a no. level of like it that only happens to, like a certain type of girl in really? my mind. Yeah. I really feel like it's or a like if it like if I'm dressed a certain way, which yeah. I hate that I think like that. Yeah, but like yeah, I it's do. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah, but it's like yeah. I just I don't know. I'm shook. I mean, how do you think this plays into like our culture yeah you know i was gonna say that because i think that now especially like post i'm only gonna speak to places that i've been to and i know and i'm a part of the culture so mostly the west but then also in kenya Mm. i feel like now there's this rise of like i call it like the african cute girl because Mm, it's like this girl that like wants to be like kind of a video vixen Mm. with like you know and don't get me wrong like i love a good wig i love a good weave i love a good frontal like all of that good stuff a good one though a good (laughs) a good one not something that is just thrown on to have a certain aesthetic and it's like pushing your boobs up so high Mm. and like wearing push-up bras and like always leaving the house with your face beat and Mm. like just feeling like so insecure and inadequate if you don't like making it like if you're not wearing makeup like oh my god guys i'm not wearing makeup oh my god like oh my god can you imagine like i'm ugly and i'm not wearing makeup like what is wrong with me you know like Mm. just making blatant like comments like that like obviously there it speaks to a larger issue you know and that and it's unfortunate because it's the african cute girl that is getting like promoted i mean and like not to generalize but i feel like it's because of this there's this now new development of blesser culture like guys feeling so entitled to having like the hottest girl Mm. you know and like wanting to be able to like just like spend money to like have her not get to know her first define blesser culture for like the the american American so blesser culture is basically this idea of you know two parties so one party being the male sugar usually, daddy usually yeah. yeah usually being the male sugar daddy mm. and the second party being the you know the sponsee the person the or the girl or guy who's receiving money to just 
look cute, be cute, and just be there on every whim that the sponsor needs, you know, or the blesser needs. So, for example, you know, I mean, 90 or some of the time, Blesser culture starts like if you know you see a girl who's like out and having a good time and mm. like they're like oh I want you to come work for my company you know and then your meeting is at like 9 p.m. Alone. like in their office alone and oh it's like God. very like okay why am I if I'm working for your company do I need to meet like your associates yeah you know well, why no. am I just meeting you mm. you know so it's this idea of like oh you know I see like you want to go to school or like you want to do whatever you know like there's this underlying like oh I'll take you or I'll give you what you want like I'm helping Mm. you excel like I'm giving you money to like start the business that you want to run or oh I see like you've been posting on Instagram a lot like maybe you should start a YouTube channel or whatever like I'll give you money to buy the video camera like it's kind of starts in that underlying way but then it feeds into a lifestyle of like you know having symbols symbols of freedom which we've talked about in like the yeah. high beast yep. episode that because i feel like a lot of us you know post colonized countries mm. this is like yes we're free but we're not really free in the mind mm-hmm. because we still believe that driving a range rover having a chanel bag yep. having like that equates to that freedom. equates to being free Facts. or having you know the best life living your best life is yes. that so it's just unfortunate because that's where blessers feel like they can they have can take the advantage pow- yeah exactly and they take and advantage. anywhere in capitalism actually like right i mean i know i know and it's a little bit of human trafficking too because i mm. feel like you know some of these girls like they are coming from very rural towns like they don't yeah. really know what you know like they're just caught up in it like i know in nairobi like we have such a good nightlife like our nightlife is so much fun Mm. but it's getting dangerous you know girls are getting drugged like i was lucky that like i went out one night and i was with a lot of like i was with different friends so like i didn't meet the guy like there was a guy literally who was like ousted on twitter for like drugging girls you know and like i saw him you know to the point my friend sent me the link and was just like be careful yeah like look this we saw this guy like he was out you know he was where we were sitting he was in our section so it was just it's just crazy how close in proximity these things are but then the sad thing too is that guys will know someone who like maybe is a sponsor Mm. and like see them talking to like young (coughs) girls maybe girls who just started college or like who literally just graduated Mm -hmm. high school and not say anything about it which kills me like if you see if you consider that person your friend or you consider them a part of your circle why are you keeping it silent why are you not saying like yo like that's wrong yeah you know that's and like that's literally a problem within our culture especially like there's this yeah, respectability like quiet. oh yeah like oh you know he's he got money he's rich like he's driving the range like you know i'm trying to get into his company yeah, like i'm trying to not... work for him yeah let me not rock the boat too much oh no you know oh no but yeah and that yeah that conversation definitely st- with the harvey weinstein thing I of like why he was able to get know. away with it for so long is because you know literally i mean i feel like that's also different a little bit different too because he literally had the control to like Mm. take away careers you know like miramax owned movie you know what i mean like miramax was like the production company the company funding the movie so it's like oh she's not gonna suck 
okay she's not in the movie you know what i mean whereas like a sponsor if you're like no i don't want i mean of course it depends like it's all very dependable Mm. but like he'll just be like you were trash anyway like you know what i mean like just like don't ever talk to me again but like there's also circumstances when like they get beat up or they get like sent away because like oh what if they talk Mm. you know like there's this it's very very tricky and that's why it's but it always it comes down to or at least the question that I always battle myself with like is it also the girl like is it society's fault because oh, we're praising we the girl yeah we're praising the girl oh, who bleaches her skin yeah. and wears the weaves and has the Chanel bag and is driving in a Range Rover and we're g- saying gold yeah and that is why for me like. I, and I know this is very debatable and controversial, but I'm so against blesser culture. And when I say blesser culture, I'm specifically not talking about sex workers because Mm. I do think those are two very different realms. Yeah, talk about that because I don't think people understand the difference. Yeah, I 100% Mm -hmm. support sex workers and I 100% respect, I mean, I respect girls who have blesses too but i 100 percent support Mm -hmm. sex workers but i don't support um girls getting blesses because it again it goes back to the idea of the woman who's never experienced freedom will settle for anything that represents freedom facts so when you get a blesser on the outside of course it seems like oh i'm independent Mm -hmm. i don't need to have a nine to five i don't need to have a job but the Mm -hmm. reality is that you don't actually have ownership it's kind of like the difference between a licensing deal and ownership when you're a stripper in a club you are are owning the racks that fall on that ground you go exactly you go to the club you twerk whatever (laughs) you take your racks back home and you continue on with your life when you have a blesser you are attached to that man and if that man decides right now that he's replacing you which he he will replace bitch if today (laughs) he calls you and you're like no i'm not feeling he will take <laughs> everything because nothing I is know. yours. And a lot of people argue that like, oh, no, but you can take all the money that he's been giving you and, yeah. you know, start something. Exactly. But it's like these niggas know that in order to control you, they can't give you that level money. of wealth. <laughs> they know that they need to dangle in front of you enough to keep you coming back for more. And that is exactly how it works. It's the same with having a pimp. If you have a pimp, you are not an independent woman getting your money, securing your bag. No, a pimp is going to give you enough money, enough business to keep you coming back. He's not going to give you enough to make you independent and secure. And that is fundamentally why I'm just I don't think it's a a feminist, sexually liberated movement. I think it's actually very anti-feminist. I think it's very like just regressive in a lot of ways and i think it's also just it's 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 capitalist it's colonial (laughs) it's all of the negative it's capitalist it's it's colonial Colonial. it's just it's it's very demeaning yeah it's so demeaning and it's very yeah but i can see the idea of course Hmm. do you think that blesser culture goes hand in hand with rape culture Ooh. I don't I wouldn't go as far as to say that one fuels the other. Okay. But I can definitely see how they work in tandem, like mm. how they work symbiotically. Mm-hmm. So 
I think blessed culture creates this world where because it's very blessed culture is very masculine. Oh, like let's yeah. not play ourselves and say that the f- the levels are equal as far as gender is concerned. No, it's the man who is blessing right, the woman. Right. The I mean, there are women the who can be yeah, blessers. Sugar mamas, yeah, but, but like, let's be honest. What the is the reality roles, of it? Yeah, the what gender the roles re- just play 2%. it for. Yeah, play it for it to be like beneficial actually for the guy because then maybe there can be like a sense of nurturing right you know and then right. like there's you know we never really see cases of where like a guy is being asked to like you know is literally walking the street naked because like the blesser took everything off of him Fact. you know so i feel like yeah, it just adds into the point that they work. They, I think they work hand in hand. You know, I think right. if you were to dismantle one, you could inevitably dismantle the other. And I think it starts mm. by dismantling lesser culture. Why do you think that? Because rape culture is too, you know, rape culture is so broad. I remember mm. when you posted the pyramid I know of and rape got culture dragged and yeah got edges. dragged <laughs> by men and women yeah who were literally like oh you know like this is this requires context this and it's like literally all that it was saying is that if you remove a condom without someone's consent that's that, that is, is rape, rape you know and that's fundamentally what it boils down to it's about entitlement it's like entitlement, this this yeah. culture of men being entitled right. okay let me not act like rape is just men to women right but this culture of one party being entitled to, to another, another person's body or sexuality yeah yeah, that that in and of itself is rape culture. And I do think the reason why they work symbiotically is because how does a blesser, like that engagement, like mm. how does that relationship work? Like the blesser is entitled to your pussy at wow. any time. And in exchange, he'll give you money. You wow. know what I mean? And I think that the reason it thrives is because it's thriving off of this patriarchal idea that yep. women's, a woman's job is mm-hmm. to be sexy, to be a sex object, and right. to like have a man... Like it's crazy because you know as you, you <laughs> as you keep describing it, I just mm. think of a hotel. You know, like mm. when you're staying in a hotel, like you pay and you get the access card and it opens the door. But Word. immediately, and I've tried this when I was a kid. Like I used to love to keep those cards. I don't know why they felt like credit cards. Mm. And one time, I tried to go into a room and literally the light turned red. Because yeah, it's like I'm not paying. You know, the, exactly. The you don't pay, bitch. <laughs> literally, <laughs> you know, like you just aren't allowed in yeah. anymore. And I feel like that is the definition of blesser culture. Oh yes, it's because like a they will take it away. You the access card, and now you have it. You're living your best life. Yeah, Instagram, Snapchat looks lit as hell. Yeah, like you're just doing mm-hmm. it. And don't get me wrong, and there's also a level of see the the hard thing is that there's a level of empowerment that it is bringing because there are examples in East Africa, in Kenya, mm. where women have started as like you know um being socialites or Mm. building themselves within blessers to become socialites which Mm. then leads into having licensing deals so that they can have their own makeup lines Mm. or lip kits or whatever and now women are like you know they've kind of transformed their brand to kind of embody this idea of being a boss chick which i don't appreciate because it's like 
yes, your history. And that's why I love Cardi B because she's kind of the example of showcasing like, yeah, I had to do what I had to do, but I don't condone this. Right. This is just what I had to do Mm. in order to escape the reality that I was in. Mm. And also it's different because she was a stripper. She wasn't necessarily like on the street. Which also plays a role into it because if your blesser sees that you're flourishing, like... (laughs) That's he's going to make some shit. Either he'll drop you right. or like he's gonna make it harder for you to yeah have because this he's your pimp. Right. He is your pimp. He needs you to be dependable on him. Exactly. You know, it's kind of like I don't know how many. Sorry, spoiler alert for mm. those who've seen Queen of Katwe. But like there was a, a moment in that movie which kind of described blesser culture because yeah. she like one of. Um, like, because Lupita was playing the mom. So one of her children left, you know, like, yeah. the village. And was like, oh, he has a motorcycle. He's going to take me to the city. I'm like, dead. You know, fuck all of y'all. Gets on the motorcycle <laughs> and imagine? disappears, right? Yeah. I, it seems like she disappears for, like, a long time. Mm. Like, quite some time. Like, of course, they're still struggling. They live in their small home. You know, mm. like, just usual rural lifestyle Africa. Then she comes back. In and tatters. In tatters, Of course, man pregnant or she, not pregnant but she had like a young baby mm, just like of course you know and i think it's because like you said like the moment nothing is yours nothing is yours and there's no like guarantee mm. that you'll still be desirable because they're just on the gram like your blesser is literally on the gram right next to you looking mm-hmm. for like the next cute thing the yeah. next hot one the next and it's so unfair for yourself to compete with what is next you know what i mean exactly. like you can't keep trying to change so whether it's bleaching your skin or yeah. buying wigs from dubai no, so like that how many ribs are like, you gonna take <laughs> out to have a small wig? like you know what are you like gonna do? getting butt shots so you, your eyes can be bigger than what it mm-hmm. actually naturally is like it just doesn't you know make sense to me and of course like i get it like there is a societal standard of beauty that, like, society tends to create, even within yeah. the African context. But I do think that it's up to us to, re- or up to yourself, mm. to define it for yourself. Like, you can, yeah. like, you have to make a conscious effort to say, like, okay, I'm not going to look like the Claremont twins, so mm. I need to, like, enjoy my body the way that my body actually is. Right. Not based off the fact that I can't be Claremont twins. Right. You know? And I don't think mm. as a continent or even we maybe not as a that. continent, yeah, but as a society within our African culture, sub-Saharan mm. African cultures, we push that narrative enough. You know, I mm. still think that there's this underlying pressure yeah. to look European, Oh, no, 100%. And I love that you bring up, you know, career and being replaced. Mm -hmm. I always tell women, actually, (laughs) I was on a panel once and this guy had the audacity to stand up and ask me, like, what do you do besides being pretty? Um, And like, how do you feel about building a career just based off your looks? And I was like, skirt. okay. (laughs) first of all, bitch, um, I would never ever build a career or build anything off of something transient so i understand that beauty is a social construct and it's transient anything that's socially constructed is transient so i would never build a career off of like my appearance or anything but what i am building my career off of is my creativity and my intelligence Mm. and my innovation 
because those things are expansive. The older I get, the more creative I'm going to get, the mm-hmm. more intelligent I'm going to get. Like my cup runneth over. Right. Whereas when you are starting a career or attempting to start a career right. off of something as transient as your body, because your body fades with time and right. the ideas around its beauty also it's fade in time <laughs> and will slip through your fingers. And this also goes for models. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, 25 your career is done. Yo. Yeah. I support models, you know, NBA players, whatever. Right. But like, always think about like, what is the intention? Like, what mm. is the foundation of what I'm building here? And if it's something transient, Find something out. You know what I mean? Not to say, like, give up your dreams. No. Of course, if you want to be a model, be a model. Do it. But, like, do it with intention. Because if it's just based off of my body, if you're being a blesser and you're, you know, thinking, well, I'm cute, I'm hot. Right. Yeah, but those, those ideas about what society decides is cute and hot is... Bitch, 10 years ago, cute and hot was heroin chic. I know. Today, it's Kim Kardashian curvy. Am I now going to, in 10 years again, when it's heroin chic, (laughs) am I going to go anorexic? So that, no. But like, I'm not pressed at all about beauty ideals because I know that's not the foundation of my career. Of course. And that's like my main argument when it comes to blesser culture. Yeah. It just, it is so transient in every right. single way. Like, there's nothing about it that can sustain you. Right. And a lot of arguments are like, oh, but if you have a nine-to-five job, that also, that's not your company, that's not yours. But, but with that, you're protected by legalities. <laughs> Even if, yeah, it's not perfect, but right. you are, there are no legal constructs to protect you when your blesser decides, decides fuck you. I'm, this apartment this, is not yours. Yeah, you this apartment is, the next yeah, five hours. get the fuck out. Right, I don't know where, um, I don't care where you go. Exactly, when they take you to court and you have absolutely no money, you don't even know how the legal system right. works, you have, there's just no type of structure that supports you in any right. way, especially because everything is transient. I and know. nothing ultimately is yours. And that's just my crackhead rant. <laughs> <laughs> and I truly hear you. And I think, you know, yes, I mean, his question was so blatantly disrespectful. Mm. But at the same time, too, it's like it's only just yesterday that like African culture became cool. Yeah. So like facts. and you we have been African since birth, mm. you know, so it's like what were we supposed to do? Like not have, you know, <laughs> not embrace what we are now that it's become a trend now that it's become something that is marketable of course you are benefiting from that but you're still going to benefit even Mm -hmm. when it isn't the the same you know what i mean because i'm smart and exactly and that will only expand and increase with time and that's how i know i'm eternally loved (laughs) can you imagine like i'm so expand like I know. You can no one can take anything away from me. No one. You know no what I one. mean? And I think that's the same energy that a lot more girls in the continent need to mm-hmm. have. Like I think that we need to especially like the young girls growing up cuz like now everyone gets access to Instagram because you know ev- they're all getting smartphones from China. Right. They're all being able to see like what's hot, what's not and I don't know yet too if we're still you know there's still certain types of beauty that are still being acceptable like yes we've mm. allowed room for more but it's like i've yet to see you know i've yet to see gabrielle sidibe be included in literally. like beauty for all campaign literally you know like i've yet to see
see the dark-skinned girl who's not skinny, who's not, you know, um, what is it, Nilotic, mm. South Sudan, you know what I mean? Like, super, super dark. Like, I've yet to see, like, average black women just be, flir- you know, allowed to flourish. Yeah. You know? And I think that is also because we haven't even allowed ourselves the chance to see ourselves for ourselves, you know? Facts. Because we've been... Again, in we're in a post-colonial state. There's a lot of different factors that, like, hinder us from, like, thinking about really our beauty standards. You know mm. what I mean? So, like, we're just trying, like, 90% of, like, women in the continent are just trying to get by. You know, they're not trying to think about, like, how their hair is looking or whatever. They're just Literally. saying, like, oh, okay, people either have short hair or they're wearing straight wigs. Okay, I'm mm. just going to get a straight wig and go to work because I don't have time to, like, deal with any Literally of the nonsense, no you know, like yeah. I'm just trying to yep. keep this job. I'm not trying to like yeah. fight for anything, yeah, or fight to like look a certain way or like and think like, my you, think fam? of yeah, think of myself as beautiful. But at the same time, too, it's like we should be able to see ourselves for ourselves, like to know, like okay, if I'm spending half of my salary to get this wig from Dubai here, mm. when I could be keeping that money and saving it for something else, and just like having you know, like different hair size or whatever. Yeah. You know, like embracing my natural, not knowing that I can still have my natural hair yep. and still go outside and not think like, damn, like, yo, I'm like What's making, going yeah. yeah, like I'm making like, this is an act like, oh my God, my hair looks crazy today. Like, I just hope that no one notices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like having to pep talk yourself to do that is too much, you it's know? Tiring. It's, it's tiring. It's tiring. It's just so like degrading in a way mm. because it's like you're not putting that value and effort and time into your mind you know so I just hope that and only time will tell like I hope that do you think it'll get better I hope it gets better because I think that a lot more people are seeing value in themselves especially mm. now that African culture has become like popular it's trending mm. it's like more fashionable to wear the prints and to have natural hair like you know the the fact that Black Panther was able to make a billion dollars and like you know Lupita wasn't wearing a wig like yeah. wigs Western beauty standards were not appreciated yeah appreciated yeah. at all like it was even kind of looked down upon you mm. know when she threw the wig literally <laughs> yeah <laughs> bags so like I hope that that can translate into that you know there you're allowed to be you're allowed to have duality. You yeah. Know, you, if you decide today you want the 60-inch, you know, lace front Malaysian, yeah. do it. But don't feel like you have to do it in mm-hmm. order to get ahead. Like you and don't, don't be attached to, be, to it. Yes. Mm. You don't have to be Claremont Twins. You can literally be yourself. And it will Benefit truly you. work. Yes. You know, it's going to work. Like, oh my don't god! Don't rely on these blessers. Don't rely on these men. Don't yeah. Think don't that, rely on a nigga. Like don't think that you have to do anything really outside of yourself. Because mm. I think that's what fundamentally it comes down to. Like these girls feel like within themselves they do mm. not have the capacity to take them where Snaps. they need to go. So they depend on others Ooh. to get there. And it's true. It has worked for some. The business model is there, but at the same time, it's like. We have to know that that cannot be the only business model. There are zillions, you know, not even a billion, a zillion. Yeah. So. Like, don't be out here dropping out of school. Don't be out here dropping out of school. Drop out of school for a good reason. (laughs) You know what I mean? For a good one. Remember, you're African. B is for books, okay? (laughs) Let's not pretend, you. B is for books. Let's all be intellectual and let's all be, like, dual 
people. Let's all be multifaceted. Mm. I think that's the that's the way forward. And I think time will only show where, you know, blesser culture kind of comes to, I don't know if it will come to a full stop ever, mm. but I think that it can transition into women and even men realizing, like, you know, I don't appreciate, like, I like it or I can understand why women need to get it on their own mm. so that, I don't have to be the, like, men don't have to feel the pressure to be the sole providers. Because I feel like there is a lot of pressure, too. Like, if you're the, yeah, if you're a firstborn son, you're expected, you know, to have the best job ever. Mm. To get, like, quote, unquote, the hottest girl ever. Have her, you know, have kids within a year after you get married. And it's like, dude, like, you don't even know who you are. You know, like, you've been under the shadow of your family or whatever for so long that finally when you step out and you are quote unquote becoming a man like it's unfortunate that that has to happen at the backs of women Mm. but like you need that reflective time to grow up to be the guy that you need to be you know and I think when you're forced or believe that oh like you know, I need to have money so I can interact with this caliber of a girl Mm. it's like no how do we alleviate that pressure for men? What can we do? As a society, I think that we just need to stop thinking that men are going to be the sole providers. Like, Mm. yes, I understand that men inherently want to provide, you know, just as Mm. women inherently do have a sense of nurturing. Mm. But I don't think that they need to feel that they have to be the sole provider. Yeah. You know, and I think they need to equate if, like, a woman decides to, like, not work like you know have a nine to five but work in the house that is also as laborious and that is providing because what happens Mm. is sometimes there's a subconscious level of men seeing women as subservient just because they're doing things in the household and right and that is yeah registering that that is also a level of providing it is a job especially motherhood exactly job of all jobs you know so i think it's there has to be a level of respect Mm. that comes and understanding that, you know, this is, I, as much as I am the provider, like, yeah, monetarily or whatever, or I mm. might be the boss, the big kahuna, but I still have a wife who also provides for me. Yeah. And learn to accept that you will have to, like, someone will provide that to you and mm. to be thankful and grateful for that. Because I think a lot of men feel entitled to that, mm. you know? So it comes down to alleviating their entitlement. Yeah which is literally letting go of their ego. I know. And manning up to say like, okay, I'm going to do my best to provide in this way, but I know that there's other ways that she's going to provide. I'm going to let her provide for me in that way. Yeah, and let it be a yin and yang. Let it be a yin and yang, man. And on that note, wow, we've really gone in. We went in, fam. I know. Let us know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your thoughts? Ha, 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 ha.